0: Come on, put your hands together. What a good God. What a faithful God. What an awesome God we serve. Praise the Lord. It is so good to be home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. I love family and I love visiting family, but I love more coming home. And if they're watching, don't be offended. Y'all like yours home as well. That's good. I understand it. Praise God. We got in late last night, early this morning and got into our house, and it was like, wow, thank you, Jesus. We're having revival all over again. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I'm just excited. As Pastor Rodica was just mentioning uh, one of the keys of the kingdom about giving, and uh, uh, we had a situation that we had, it was kind of like, it was a, something that was promised. It was, it was a deal that was supposed to come through, but it just never would come through, and it just seemed like something was holding it back. And uh, she and I said, you know what, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break that thing. So we gave anticipatory and we came against that stronghold that was trying to hold back something that was good that the Lord was trying to give us and, uh, and I just found out right before church it came through praise the Lord hallelujah so I, I I'm excited too praise the Lord But you know what? We live like that. We live like that. There's some folks that go from crisis to crisis to crisis. And I say, you know, let's not run an ER here. Let's learn to be farmers and let's sow and sow and sow. So we have a, you know, we got a perpetual uh, harvest coming in because we've been sowing continuously in every area that God has called us to. The Lord's just been leading us into uh, leading you and all of us at Christian Embassy to walking and working and, and being the kingdom of God. I mean, establishing. He told us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. On earth. He wants His kingdom manifest here. He wants His kingdom represented here. We are ambassadors of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He wants us to be a part of the conduit of which His kingdom is established. We were talking before we went out of town about territorial breakthrough. And and if there's ever going to be any territorial, there's territorial stronghold. There's territorial bondage where enemy comes in and loves to hold things back. But you and I have been given the power of God to bring breakthrough. And we need to bring and usher in territorial breakthrough. If we're going to see a true revival, it's because somebody has broken through the territory in a supernatural way. We've come against the forces of hell with the power of God, the word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, uh, and, and coming boldly in faith so that we can break through, break through. I, I was talking before we went out of town about territory breakthrough. Uh, there is a, needs an atmosphere of faith. If we're going to have breakthrough, you've got to have an atmosphere of faith. You have to have an atmosphere of praise and worship. And I'm not talking about going through the motions and just doing songs and stuff, I'm talking about from the heart, a heart of worship where we worship God in spirit and in truth, where we worship Him with the truth of that which we understand, but we also worship Him in spirit. Oh God, free us up to go to the next level of praise and worship here at Christian Embassy so that we can usher in a territorial breakthrough for a supernatural revival of a manifest of heaven on earth in a mighty way. But we also need an atmosphere of unity. Those were the three things I was talking about. That atmosphere of faith, that atmosphere of praise and worship, and that atmosphere of unity. And the Bible tells us that the unity ushers in the blessing of the Lord. God said where He sees the unity, there the blessing of the Lord will be manifest. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to ask for it. You don't have to dance for it. You don't have to pay for it. All you need to have is an atmosphere of unity in Christ. Hallelujah. And there the breakthrough of the blessing comes. But then the atmosphere of praise and worship ushers in the presence of God. God inhabits the praises of His people. And oh, how I've shared this a thousand times. That word inhabits in the Hebrew is yashab, and it means He moves in in covenant relationship and covenant provision and covenant power it's not just a passing through it's not a visitation of God it's a habitation of God now I know the visitations of God are mighty but let me tell you what there's nothing greater than the habitation of God when he comes in with his bags and he unpacks and you let him put his stuff in the drawers and in the closets because he's going to live in you hallelujah and then there's that atmosphere of faith, which is essential uh, in order to usher in the power of God. And that brings me to the message I want to talk to you about tonight, that, that we learn how to work our faith. We need to be working our faith. You need, to be, you need to get up every day and say, I'm working my faith. I'm not learning about it only. I'm not talking about it only. I need to be working my faith because without uh, faith, without works is what? Dead, the Bible says. So I want you to turn with me to James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. And we're going to look at the Word of God together on this uh, night of Bible study. And we're going to pray right now for the Holy Ghost to do a miracle in us and through us. Unlike what we had last Wednesday night or the Wednesday night before or the Wednesday night before. Because with God there's only one direction and that's up. He takes us from glory to glory and faith to faith. I want to experience even greater things of the Lord. Amen? Anybody here tonight want to experience some greater things of the Lord? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see their hands, Lord. They want to see, experience more of you. Lord, we come to study your word. We pray that you would remove any blinders and that you would open our ears to hear not what a man says, but what you, Holy Spirit, say. We welcome you, author of this book, the Holy Spirit. We welcome you to minister it to us now in and through and by your great power. For it is in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said Amen. Amen. I pray that God knocks your socks off if you're wearing any, your sandals off if you're not. I just want your toenails to curl or something before you leave here tonight. I tell you what, I had an experience recently where I visited a church and we went through the whole motions and I was so excited because I was on the receiving end and I was like, wow, this is not something I often get to do. And, And I was there and then they ended it and I'm like, oh, that's all? And we walked out and And I was telling my family, I said, I don't feel like I went to church. I mean, where was the encounter? I mean, I missed something. And I said, oh, God, that no one would ever come to Christian embassy and just say, was that it? I mean, I could have stopped by a Starbucks and got a bigger high than that. You know, you know, whatever. I I want you to experience the true, the living God. We're not just playing church. We're serving the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who puts breath in our lungs, the God who gives us life, the God who's here and can work a miracle in your life before I finish the next sentence. It can be done in Jesus' name. I want you to expect it. I want you to anticipate it. I want you to desire it. And I want you to learn how to use your faith, exercise your faith to achieve the things that the Lord has for you. Let's see what James tells us about faith. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, well, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works is dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Likewise, was not Rehab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and th- sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith working my faith. Most of the things of God can be categorized uh, you cannot, that God is doing and saying in our lives and, and all that He wants yet to do. It just cannot be categorized so easily to make a formula out of it, no matter how hard we try. We want to box things in. We want to control things. And by the very virtue of a formula, if that's all you need, it removes the need of faith. And I believe by that fallen nature, we like to be in control of things and we like to be able to figure things out and we really are uncomfortable in the flesh with the faith walk. Every time I think I've ever figured God out and I say, you know, uh, this is how God does this is A, B, and C. And then I find out there's a D. And I get the D included in my formula and then there's an E and F and a G and it just keeps on going and you get through that alphabet he goes to another alphabet because he's not going to let us just figure him out and formulate him. It is the unknown quality in everything that we do that demands faith step up. There's things in your life right now that are paralyzed. There's things in your life right now, miracles that lay breathless as though they're dead because your faith has not yet stepped up. I pray before we walk out of these doors this evening that this Word will cause your faith to be stirred up to action and your faith will stand up And those things and those promises that God has made over your life will be called back into activity so that you can see the manifest of God. I pray it so in Jesus' name. The Bible says without faith it's hard to please God. Is that what it says? No, it doesn't say it's hard to please God. I believe it says it's impossible to please God, right? It's impossible for you to walk in the pleasure of God. It's impossible for you to receive the pleasures of God. It's impossible for you to please God without faith. God refuses to be put into a box. He will not allow it. He refuses for us to outline Him. He refuses to be dictated to. He is God. He is the Creator. He is the omnipotent, all-powerful One. And He set it up that part of the economy that you and I must engage in in order to uh, have the, the transfer of that which God so desires to do in and through us is that thing called faith. So while theology is good and does give us a frame of reference. I'm not against theology. I'm a student of theology. All schools of theology, no matter how hard man has worked on them, they fall short in one capacity or another. I've studied so many schools of theology, and I've I've settled on a blend of what I believe best fits me and my understanding of the Scripture, but they yet fall short in one capacity or another. And I would go ahead as far to say even your school of theology falls short in one way or another, if it has any limitations on God. See, God has made it impossible and all, all of His infinite ways and in all of His infinite thoughts and in all of His infinite ideas to be neatly categorized and just fit into these little boxes. He won't allow it. He has given us enough to lean into Him. Thank God for that. But there, there's a gap there that we must understand that if we're going to have the full experience of what God is saying to us, there is going to be a walk of faith that is necessary. Fear will hold you back, but God didn't give you that spirit of fear. God has given you power, love, and a sound mind that you can walk into the things that He wants for you. Again, there are things God has for you right now that you have not yet walked into Because you have not walked by faith in that area. I pray before you leave here that the word of God would stir up your faith, that you will walk out of here with purpose and dignity and direction and and enthusiasm like you've never done before. I'm going to walk into the promises of God for my life. Hallelujah. I like preaching on faith. I can't help it. I love preaching on faith. An atmosphere of faith is necessary for territorial breakthrough. Demons hate for me to preach on faith. Demons right now, Satan himself hates for me to preach on faith because he thinks he's got this, this bondage and this stronghold in your life and he's got this area where he's just choking the life out of you and he loves it because you're almost gasping and down to your last breath. But he knows that if you hear the word on faith, the word of God will cause your faith to rise up and break off the chains and break off the bondages that the enemy is trying to put on to you. Faith is an essential thing. Faith is essential to the person. I want you to take that point and make that note uh, so that you can understand that faith is essential to you. It's not the peripheral issue. It's not something that we just desert after the meal. It's not just a take it or leave it. When it comes to God and the things of God, you've got to believe. You've got to believe. I've discovered that no matter what is put into a Christian's life, if they don't understand the essential quality of faith, their life will be at the same level with the same limitations as people who have no faith. How are we kingdom people? How are we a city set on a hill? How are we the light of the earth? How are we making a difference if we're living just like the world lives? But if you can bring to your business and if you can bring to your family, you can bring to your vocation, you can bring to your calling, you can bring to your life, if you can bring the essential quality of faith, then let me tell you, there are no limits to what God can do in and through you. No limits. Somebody say that. No limits to what God can do. I'm on assignment here right now to tell somebody right now You need to make up your mind that from this time forward, everybody around you is going to see you working your faith. You're working your faith. You've got to understand it's the essential thing. It is central. It is priority in everything in our life. You don't take your faith and put it in a dresser drawer. Oh, we go to church. Oh, I get my Bible and get my faith. And I go to church and then I come back and throw it all in the drawer. Oh, no. I'm telling you after Sunday and after Wednesday, you must understand. You may put those shoes up. You may put that belt up. You may put those ties up. But don't you put your faith down. Don't you leave your faith unattended to. Because faith is central. Faith is something that you have to wake up with. When you get up in the morning and open your eyes, you're waking up with faith. Faith that you're believing God. You're trusting God. You're holding on to the promises of God. You know that He's with you and He's in you and He's going to flow through you and He's going to work miracles in and through your life this day. That you're going to move mountains and that you're going to breach open heavens and you're going to break down strongholds and you're going to see the kingdom of God established in these 8, 10, 12, 14 hours that you're going to be awake whether at work or in the marketplace or in the home faith is the essential thing faith is something you have to move through your day with because faith becomes and faith demands and, and, and is the demand of the capacity of the total person that is faith it is not something that is compartmentalized oh no It is not something that is segmented and cut into pieces and you take a little piece here and there. It's not an after dinner mint. It's not something you just bring out when guests are around. No! It is the essential thing. It has to be central. Faith will demand your mind. As its centrality of your life, it needs to be central in your mind. You need to think on the things of God. You need to think on the miracle working power of God. You need to think on, my God is unlimited, so there's nothing I'm facing today that has limitation. The world may say, well, this here has these many years, that it has its cycle and that's it, but God created this world, and if God wants to stop the sun and give you extra time, He can do what He wants to do. Don't put limitations on God. Faith will demand your energy. Faith will demand your soul. Faith is part of your total package. You have to see that. Faith is not just something you do, faith is essential to who you are as a believer. It's central. It has to be what you think on. It has to be from which you speak, from which you sing, from which you make your decisions. Don't make decisions based on the limitations of that which has been just dictated to you. You make decisions in life based out of faith that God has made promises to take you even into different dimensions. Hallelujah. And it's got to go beyond just believing. Demons, we just read, believe. And they even got a manifest that probably would put us to shame. The demons believe and they tremble. I don't know, I've seen a lot of Christians that believe enough to tremble before the Lord. We can just take him, hey dude, high five Jesus, hallelujah, high five. You know, it's just like cool, just cool stuff. These demons believe in God to the point they reverence Him, they know His power, they know their final fate, they know it, they tremble before Him. So, it takes more than just believing. Now, we must believe. But but we must live our life as though God is real. Not just something we sing about or someone we talk about one or two days a week. If you live your life as though you have no faith, you're living your life denying your ever-loving God. Faith is central to you as a person. So I like preaching on faith because God makes it central. And if it's central, then it needs to be preached. But did you know it's also the message of empowerment? Some of you who may have felt hopeless or hapless or even discouraged in an area of your life, even in the last 10 minutes, something is stirring within you. A giant is arising within you. There is something in you stirring up because faith is saying, you know what, this is not how it needs to end. This is not how it needs to the final chapter. We can write another chapter. We can change the story. We have the power of the author here. Hallelujah. Faith is... Is a message of empowerment. Faith puts me in the position to where things become possible. Because all things are possible to him who believes. And our God cannot be shut down, shut out, or silenced in any way by anyone because he's almighty God. So God has put us, by faith, in a position where we don't have to be victimized by the stuff that invades our world. A victim mentality is someone who does not realize the power of faith. Because faith will say, this is what came against me, but greater is he who was in me than he was in the world. And it came one way, but it's got a flee seven, and there's going to be repayment tenfold. I'm not putting up with it. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, woman, your faith has made you whole. This tells me that she participated in her own miracle. Some of you need to hear that right now. That God is waiting for your participation in the miracle that he's already got done up for you. It needs to be manifested. It needed to be manifested last week. But it's on hold for this week, this day. But it needs your participation. Whether she was going to just sit home and be sick. Or whether she was going to get up and change her life was up to her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody today, no matter what condition you find yourself in right now, your faith can change your circumstances. Your faith, by its very nature and the source of power that God has given that works through you, can change your circumstances. Hallelujah. So you got to change your mind about coming to church. That that you're not here to be soothed in the midst of your discomfort. This is not, we were in that airport. Oh, if you want a little taste of going to hell, you just go to, (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say it that way. Thank God for the quick flight when you finally do get to fly. But they got all these massage tables and rooms that say, come in, relax your feet and relax and the stress of travel will help you with it. Because life produces some stress. And some folks look at churches. as, oh, I need to run out of all of the whew, stuff that's going on. Go to church and get soothed in the midst of my discomfort. Just make me feel a little better. Okay, now I've got to go back out there. Duck like it's pouring down rain and run back into your life. Okay. That's not the message of faith. Faith doesn't say just put a pillow under your head while your life is falling apart. Faith says it this way. Pick up your bed and walk. Pick up that bed you've been slave to for all these years and you master it. You pick it up, you carry it home and you show them there's a new man here because of the power of God. Faith says you don't have to take it anymore. Faith says blind Bartimaeus, open up your eyes. You can now see. You don't need anybody to show you around anymore. You can show other people around because of faith. Hallelujah. Others may have told you this is as far as you can go. They're a liar. People may have said this is as good as it's going to get. They're lying. They may mean well. They may know from their understanding of how the body works or how finances work or how age works. This is as good as it gets. But they don't know God. They don't know our God. That our God walks on water. Our God speaks to the storms and the storms listen to it. Our God said we can build our lives upon a rock that the storms of life won't knock us down, but we'll stand when the storm is gone. Yes, we'll stand. Hallelujah. Some say this is as far as you can go, but my faith says, oh no, baby. There's another level. There's another level. See, you can't tell what I'm going to be And you can't tell what I'm going to accomplish. Because all you can judge is what's going on on the outside. Okay? But like the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, she said to herself, something started stirring up within her. Her circumstances on the outside had not changed, but her attitude on the inside had changed. And she says, it's time for a change. And she went to the one who had the power to grant the change. Faith is a message of empowerment. Please hear that today. It's a message of empowerment to you. To you and your household. It's for you. I believe it is impossible for someone else to do for you what God gives you the power to do with faith. Do you hear that? It's impossible. You're just sitting back and just saying, oh, let somebody else do it. No, 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 no. There's some things you've got to, by faith, walk into and receive and, and, and step into by, by the power of God. That's why I like preaching out of the Bible. Some people tell me, oh, my goodness, you don't need to preach out of the Bible anymore. That turns people away. I'm like, you can do what you want, preacher man, or whatever you call yourself, but I'm going to preach out of the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach the Word of God. Because your faith will not hinge and will not work if it's, if it's fed just on personal convictions. The faith that God gives us that moves mountains, the faith that God gives us that can turn back the hand of evil that is coming against us, it cannot work just being fed on convictions. And your faith will not work if it's just built on the wisdom of man and catchy phrases and poems and things that we come up with. Your faith wasn't made to work that way. It wasn't made to work if we just talk about denominational issues and codes and and religiosity. It just will not work. But when the Word of God begins to go forth... I'm telling you how God set it up. When the Word of God begins to go forth, then faith begins to feed on the Word of God. And then the person who came in not having the power to change anything in their life, they hear a word from God and their faith begins to stand up. And then they begin to believe no matter what has happened to them, no matter what anybody has said, no matter how many years it's been in that bad shape, something changes within them. And now they know anything can change Uh, so then faith comes by hearing uh, hearing by the word of God uh, and then they begin to express themselves uh, in the manifest walking into the fulfillment hallelujah Hallelujah. faith working my faith you got to learn to work your faith you got to learn to work your faith I can't work it for you but I can help you feed it I can help you feed it Papa, the sailor man was in a tight spot and in the Bruno or whatever his name is, what was his name? Brutus? Bruno. We got Brunos in the church. I was hoping that wasn't it. (laughs) They're not here tonight, but I'm telling you. Bruno or Brutus or whatever his name would have him in a tight spot. But man, if he could get that can of spinach opened up and he could feed those muscles that he already had, Papa, the sailor man would come out and win every time. Let me tell you what. The Word of God is the spinach for the faith muscle in your life. And I love preaching on faith. Hallelujah. But you got to work your faith. Faith has to have an expression. Yes, I said, faith has to have an expression. Yes, it is essential to your, the person. It has to be central. It is the message of empowerment. But listen, a message of empowerment sounds amazing, but really changes nothing if it doesn't have expression. So faith has to have an expression. Faith that is not expressed will not live. I didn't tell Pastor Rodiga what I was sharing on, but she was even saying tonight uh, in the time of uh, transition, she was like, you've got to learn to get bold in praying in the Spirit. Did you know one of your, the armor that God gave us is praying in the Spirit? You go read it for yourself. Yeah, you know the helmet of salvation and breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth, you know all that. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the shield of faith. But he also says praying always in the Spirit. That there is one who moves through the circumstances and the situations of our life, as a contractor does. Looking, there's some termite uh, 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 joists that need to be repaired and replaces and repairs and restores while we pray in the Spirit. The Bible says that our bodies are edified. Our understanding is not edified, but our bodies are edified when we pray in the Spirit. Paul says, I pray in the Spirit, and I sing in the Spirit more than all of you do, and I wish you all would. But it takes faith because if you're waiting for a goose bump to move you, man, you have really, really lowered the quality of the message. They spoke with tongues. The spirit gives the utterance. They spoke by faith. We need to learn to speak. Not only in the spirit, but we need to learn to speak in whatever language we speak as well and come against the forces of hell, rebuking, binding, and loosing in the name of Jesus. But together with this, this exponential at work, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 20 of us, 10 septillion that number gets, gets to. There's more than 20 here. So there's more than 10 septillion demons you can put to flight. Third of the angels fell with Satan, two thirds with God for us, right? You got twice as many angels for you as you have demons against you, right? You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You got the Word. You got the name of Jesus that every knee has to bow down to. You've got access to the authority of using the name of Jesus. You got the blood of the Lamb that even the death angel has to pass over when he sees it you got everything you have need of, but all of that will do you no good if you by faith will not activate it. By faith, take and act on the Word of God. Faith is not expressed. If it's not expressed, it will not live. So it's healthy for my faith to be found in the house of God. You did a good thing for your faith tonight by coming here to Golden Corral for faith. Amen. Sushi King for faith. You can get all you want. You can get all you want. Because when we come together, it feeds our faith. And then we get excited because now we get to go out and express our faith. We need an opportunity to express our faith. Great and mighty is our God. Why are you living as though the thumbnail of hell is holding you back when God is your God? We need to express our faith. The Lord is my source. He is my strength. And what does this secular world have over me that my God has not already given me the victory over? We need to regularly get our faith in an atmosphere that is not controlled by clocks and coins and calculators and calendars and all that stuff like we are right now. We need regularly to get our faith in an atmosphere where it can stretch out a little bit. Where it can breathe. Let your faith breathe. Where it can just run and develop itself in the fullest capacity. We had a horse growing up named Thunder. And thunder. If we brought the horses in, uh, he was a stallion, and we'd bring the horses in if the storm was coming and lightning and all that. We'd bring them in the stables, but but then uh, after the storm had passed, we'd open those doors, and he was in there. He was so rambunctious, he was so frustrated, and when that we'd open the stable door, he would go running out. And as far as you could see in the pasture, he would run and you'd see him kicking up dirt. And all of a sudden you'd see him coming back and then make a circle and he'd go back because he was created to run. He was given all those muscles by God to carry and run, not to be cooped up in that little stable. I'm telling you, faith needs an atmosphere to run free, to stretch and breathe and be all it was created to be. Our faith does not like to be contained. Why have you allowed it? to stay in that tiny little closet, in that tiny little apartment of your life as though it's the snowboard that you might need every seventh winter of life. Come on now. Your faith. I'm speaking beyond your brain. I'm speaking beyond your personhood right now. And I'm speaking to the spirit man within you. And I'm speaking to your faith. And I hear you. You want to stretch out. I hear you. You want to run. You want to be free. You you want to overtake the limitations that are in the life of the person that you're existing in. You want to outrun setbacks and conquer the challenges that the person that you're living in faces. Your faith wants to show you just how strong and mighty and awesome it is. But you've got to open the stable door you got to open it up and say, wait a minute. Faith without works is dead. It's time to walk out of here and walk into what God has for me. And when you stretch out your faith and you let it run, you will find that it is no longer happy just sitting around doing nothing, tippy-toeing through life. We're scared we're going to wake the devil up. Just get through another day and don't wake the devil up. Because if the devil wakes up, he might just put sickness on me. Men of God in third world countries who understood faith said, put the plague on me. Under a microscope and look what happens. And they did. And the plague touched their skin and died. You say, oh, that's just for a third world country. No, it was a third world country where they couldn't run and get a cure, get a healing or get a vaccine. They needed to depend on God and they found out God was enough. They found out God can do what God said he can do. When will you try him? When will you believe him? When will you walk in to what he has for you? Your faith has to have an expression. It's begging. It's crying. We had another stallion. His name was Midnight. And and, and he didn't like the the stable. He didn't like the pasture. We had the pasture with an electric fence around it. And uh, it was pretty strong because us kids would dare each other to spit on it and and we would get electrocuted and touch it and uh, the city folk would visit us in the summer and we're like, come here, cousin. (laughs) Yeah, we need to go through this fence. You hold it up while we crawl under it. You know, all that stuff. And midnight would walk up to that wire as the other horses would. Smell it. They could smell the electricity or the vibration. I don't know what they smelled, but they knew because if the box ever went down, the power ever went off, they'd smell it, they'd laugh, out they would go. But he'd go there. The other ones would smell it, back up. He'd go there, smell it, back up, duck down, and take the pain to go under it. And you would think he would go running down the miles and miles of farmland we had and go somewhere far away. No, no, no. His mares were there. He said, Girls, I ain't going nowhere. And he'd go right up to the edge of the fence on the outside of it. And he would graze. And they're here, and he's here, and the fence is here. And we're like, midnight, why did you go through the pain of going through that shock? If you're not running away, you're still right here. But something in him said, I was not created to be hemmed in. I was not created to be held back. And I will defy any lid of limitation. There was more more faith and more God in that horse than I've seen in a lot of Christians in my life. Because they said, oh, well, they said, I'll never be able to do that. They said, I'll never, I'll always be broke, busted, and disgusted I'll never be able to be strong. I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to have children. Ah, Your faith needs an expression. It needs to have an expression. So it starts wanting to look for stuff. Tell me what can't. Just tell me what can't. Tell me what can. And I'll show you what God can. Amen? A bird was made to fly. A fish was made to swim. A horse was made to run. And your faith was made to express itself. To reach out and to look at all things and their limitations and their impossibilities. And rather than sitting back in a prison of circumstances, your faith says... Time to stand up, put my big boy, big boy, big girl, whatever it is you are, put my big pants on because I'm going to stand in the midst of adversity. And I will say, mountain, move out of my way. I will not be bound. I will not be limited. I will not, because with my God, any and all things are possible. Somebody needs to say, I'm working my faith. I'm working my faith. Faith is essential to you. It has to be central. Faith is a message of empowerment. Faith has to have an expression. Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? The disciples replied, everybody's touching you. What do you mean? This lets me know that you can be so close to Jesus and still not have enough faith to get from what Jesus has for you. And I, as your pastor, will not let you rub shoulders with Jesus uh, and walk and talk with Jesus and bumping into Jesus and not exercise faith and draw out of Him what He has for you. There's too many people who are so close to their miracle. Just, you know, they, they can be sitting in the right place at the right time. And, and, and unless faith is expressed, nothing It's leaving Jesus and coming to you. Dunamis. What Jesus said, power. Dunamis has left me. There's dunamis right now. Dunamis. We got our word dynamite. There's dunamis, power of God, ready to flow into your circumstance and situation right now, right now. Your faith will touch the Lord. Your faith will take hold of what God has for you. We've got to deal with this mentality that says when you get saved, you're just going to sit back and let God do in your work what God wants to do. He's all sovereign. He is sovereign. Try and change him if you will. He is sovereign, but he has set principles and patterns and cycles and things in place. And I've discovered that God's not going to work it all out without your involvement. I've learned that. You say, well, my theology, I don't care what your theology says. I'm just telling you the facts. God created us to be involved in His plan for our life, and it is a walk not by sight, but it is a walk by faith. It is impossible to please Him without faith. You can be saved and mad, met a lot of them. You can be saved and broke, used to be one. You can be saved and sick, used to be one of those as well. You can be saved and depressed. Oh, I know what that one is like. You can be saved and miserably married. Never been there. Hallelujah. Never been there. God is not going to do it independent of you, is what I'm saying. That's why He's given us this thing called faith. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Now, if my faith has to have an expression, I'm going to wrap it up with this one. Our faith then has to have a context. Okay? It can't just be an expression of expressions. There has to be a context in which it expresses itself. This means for faith to express itself, there has to be circumstances or situations that call for faith. Huh. That negative thing don't look so negative anymore, does it? that pain in your body don't seem so bad anymore. Oh! If my faith has to have an expression and that expression must be found in a context, then there has to be a reason to express my faith. So the context may be there's something going on negative against me that I need to express my faith against it. See, something has to be in place where it's not going to happen without my faith. And I believe every one of us here tonight have circumstances and situations in our life that if, if God doesn't intervene, things are not going to turn out to where we want to go bragging on God about it, right? Things are not going to be uh, something that we want to tell anybody, look what God has done here, because it's not going to be a, a good ending. So if faith has to have a context, there has to be an impossibility. So instead of tippy-toeing around the devil, not trying not to wake him up, and then slipping through the door and just saying, God, I don't want to disturb you. God, I know you got a lot on your hand. God, I know you're busy. God, you know, I'll just live with this over here. Won't bother you with it. God has said it's the strongest miracles, the most amazing miracles of all 7.7 billion people that needed to be expressed at the same time. He says, if I did those miracles at the same second, the lights of heaven would not even dim as though your compressor came on with your air conditioner dimming the lights for a second. He said, that's how much resource, not that I have, but I am. Don't you be tippy-toeing it. And, and, and like it would be like my children thinking that Daddy doesn't have the answer. Dad, I don't want to bother you because I know you're stupid. You're dumb. You, you, wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have the wisdom I need, so I'm not even going to share with you my, my, my troubling circumstance because you're just too dumb. You don't have what I need. Don't be telling God, God, you don't have what I need. You're too weak, God. You're too impotent. You are too far removed. You don't care. Your heart's not in this for me. So I'll just learn to live with it. Faith says, I was created to be manifest through expression. And I want to bring forth and usher in the miracle-working power of God. But I'll do it against the context of the impossibility. There needs to be a need for a miracle, for you to have faith for a miracle. There there has to be a mountain in my path for me to have faith to speak to that mountain and it be removed. There has to be a situation that calls for the supernatural manifest of God's power. It needs a context, like saving faith. It is impossible for natural circumstances to save me or you. And you cannot approach God as a sinful man, and it's impossible for a sinful man to approach a holy God. It is impossible, the Bible says, but with faith. But with faith we can surrender our lives and call on the name of Jesus. And because of Jesus' righteousness and because of His holiness and because of the work that He's done for us, now there's a miracle of salvation that can come to us and our sins can be washed away white as snow and we can be reconciled to our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Faith always demands a challenge. As a matter of fact, you cannot see my faith till I come up under some pressure. I don't like pressure. My faith says, show me some pressure. I don't like trouble. My faith says, show me some trouble. Just show me some trouble. Because when everything is everything, then everybody looks the same, right? It's only when there's a challenge. Oh, we can all put that smile on when everything's going just right, but when there's a challenge, but when there's pressure, that is when I have to be able to stand in a position and call on heaven to invade. I watched some war stories, and some of these war stories, the, the regiment would be in a, in a bad spot, and they're surrounded, and it looked like there's no way out. But they would get on that that. Telephone thing they had. The guy would have it. Radio guy would have it on his back. That radio, and he'd begin to call in, and he'd call in the coordinates of where they were, and the coordinates of where the enemy were. And all of a sudden, you'd hear the jets coming, and firepower from heaven would take out all of the enemy around them, and they were able to come out safely. Let me tell you what faith calls in the manifest of heaven to invade here on earth in a supernatural way to bring forth breakthrough in your life. Hallelujah. So therefore, faith has to be expressed and that expression has to have a context. So what that means, as we close in this prayer, right now, we're going to take authority. We're going to stand up and that's going to be our our symbol that our faith is standing up. We're going to stand up saying faith get out! faith get out!" Faith, get up. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to identify a challenge you have something maybe you've been scared of. I want you to pull it out. Pull it out. Go to your challenge closet. Go to your, I need a miracle closet. Go to your, there's no way unless God does it, closet. And pull it out. Pull it out right now. And whatever that mountain is, I want you to stand face to face with it right now. And I want you to declare, I'm working my faith. I'm working my faith. My faith. uh, It is essential. It is the number one thing. Hallelujah. And it's the message that has empowered me. Uh, I'm not leaving here the way I came in. Uh, I'm not leaving here with a deficit like I came in here I'm not leaving here with a challenge that I came in here no I've been empowered by the message of God's word and my faith is standing up right now hallelujah and now it needs to have an expression you need to touch the hem of his garment you need to press through the crowd you need to press through that which is holding you back and say no 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 I'm not going to be bashful I'm not going to be shy I'm not going to be shamed no I'm depending on my God I'm depending on his word I'm depending on His Spirit. Hallelujah! And I want you to get face to face, eye to eye, with that mountain, with that challenge, with that miracle that you need, and say, this is the context that my faith is about to express itself. This is the context uh, that I'm going to call in the dunamis. I'm going to call in the dynamite power, God. Uh, devil, you're going down. Demons, you're going down. Sickness, you're going down. Bondage, you're going down. Uh, Change, you're going down. Uh, prison doors, you're going down. Mountains, you're going down. Uh, no, I'm not standing back anymore. I see the context of where my faith needs to be expressed. And in the name of Jesus I'm gonna come against it right now. Come against it right now. We're gonna pray right now. I want you to. Mm, 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 mm. I want you to get some. I want you to get some. Get some. Get some gusto. Get some whatever. Get some. Oh, come on. Oh, we're talking the real deal here. That thing that's been holding you back. That thing that said you. Yeah, the doctor said all we could do. All we could do. I want you to go to that thing. Don't be mad at the doctor. They did all they could do. They're not lying to you. You need a miracle. You need a miracle. Oh, that's as far as you're gonna go, as far as you're gonna go. Ah, no, no, no. According to the records, that looks like as far as you're gonna go, but you need a miracle. You need a miracle. The kid is lost. I'm telling you, your faith can reach out there and can wrangle that child and bring them back in in the name of Jesus. There's power. There's power. There's power. There's greater power in us. There's power working through us. There's power wanting to be expressed right now. But you've got to do it. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray right now. And I want an aggressive prayer. If you don't aggressively pray, anybody got a taser? I want to start tasing people. I want some aggression. I'll make you mad. Maybe i just go and slap people make you mad. I need some aggression. Man, the devil's been too mean to you for you to be nice to him. The devil's been too cruel to you for you to be nice to him. We're doing some warfare right now. We're doing some warfare right now. Where's that limit? Where's that mountain? Where's that bondage? Where's that pain? I want you to face it off right now. That's the context of where the expression of your faith is going to call in the miracle working power of God for you right now. Hallelujah. So we're going to step out of our seats. Some of you are going to walk around. I know I, when I get into spiritual warfare, I have to walk around. And your Bible says, some people say, well, you can't pray if I'm walking. The Bible says, watch and pray. So open your eyes. Open your eyes. I can walk around. And when my eyes open and pray. Don't get religiosity. i got to have my eyes closed if I can't. Why? Open your eyes. Watch and pray. Come on. Say, I have to walk around. And I, when I walk around, I get stronger with every step. My heart gets a pump in uh, My spiritual heart gets a pump in uh, My faith gets a pump in uh, And I said, devil, I'm walking over you right now. I'm walking into the, my new neighborhood. I'm walking into my new level. I'm walking into my new uh, power of healing right now. I'm walking into, I'm taking possession because under the soles of my feet, uh, I am granted by God everything that I take. Hallelujah hallelujah we're going to pray right now we're going to pray some of you need to walk if you bump into each other maybe that will stir your aggression and you'll get more aggressive okay but some of you are going to walk some of you are going to jump some of you are going to shout if you're a bunch of quiet folks at Christian Embassy they asked me to move to Portland and I said there ain't no way but if y'all get all quiet on me I might have to go there and start a revival come on now we got, we got lungs for a reason Shout unto the Lord, who is worthy of all praise. There's power in the shout. There's power in the shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just just start. Just start right now. Just start praying. Just start praying whatever the context is whatever the miracle is whatever the mountain is identify and now come against it attack it right now with an aggression of faith attack it right now in the name of jesus go ahead just begin to attack it god you know, god i just thank you right now that these people are getting freed up lord some of them just need to get out of that chair They've etched their name in it and that thing is holding them by. That woman had to press through. She had to press through a, a crowd. There's some people need to press through right now and to get to the next level and touch you in a new way, Lord God. Whatever that context is, whatever that need is, whatever that miracle is you need, to identify it. Whatever that mountain is, identify it. Whatever that power breakthrough you need is identified. And I come against the devil in the name of Jesus. Come against the devil by the blood of the Lamb. Come against the devil right now by the Word. Preach the Word to him. Preach the Word to him. The devil can't stand the Word. The Word of God is kryptonite to the devil. The Word of God is kryptonite to the devil. Come on, preach the Word to him. Declare the Word. Stand on the Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you don't even know what to pray for. Pray in the spirit. And let the spirit of God utter to heaven what you need. Hallelujah. Things you don't even have an utterance for. And not all Yes, yes. Next level. Next level. Some of you, you think you've gotten as high as you're going. God wants you to go to the next level. He wants you to go to the next level. He's got more for you. He's got greater for you. Come on, you just gotta believe him. You gotta believe him. Hallelujah. You gotta stand up for it. You gotta fight for it. You gotta say, Devil, you're not holding me down. Devil, you're not gonna take my children to hell. Devil, you're not gonna take my grandchildren to hell. No, I'm not giving up that easy. I'm not giving up that easy. You're not taking my neighbors to hell. You're not taking my city to hell. No, I'm going to fight you every step of the way, but I'm going to fight you by faith. I'm going to fight you with faith. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to call those things that are not as though they are. I'm going to call them in right now. I'm going to call them in right now in the name of Jesus. Speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to that mountain. Speak to that mountain in the name of Jesus. Speak to it. Speak to it. Come on, let your faith express itself in the context of the need that you have in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, we thank you, Jesus. Now, faith doesn't only express itself it then, faith then rejoices because it believes that what it has uh, received is truly yours. So faith believes that it receives. Faith believes that you receive it. So now you got to change gears into thanksgiving. And you got to start thanking the Lord. you got to thank Him that mountain has been moved. You got to thank Him that that sickness has been healed. You got to thank Him that that financial need has been met. You got to thank Him that that breakthrough is there. You got to thank Him that prison bars are open now. You got to thank Him for your sons and daughters saved, your grandchildren saved. You got to thank Him for it. You got to thank Him for those extra years of being in your right mind and being full of strength and living out the fullness of your days as God has intended. You got to thank Him for it. You gotta got to thank Him for it. You got to thank Him for those lost souls that you're calling in. You got to thank Him for it. You got to thank Him for that provision. Hallelujah. Oh, let God's people begin to thank Him tonight from a heart of faith that believes that you receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Greater, greater things. I hear the Lord saying greater Greater things, greater. He's got so much greater for you. He's got greater for you. Hallelujah. More, more, more. It's yours. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Call it in. Call it in. Now thank Him for it. Speak to that mountain. Cast in the sea. Thank Him for it being removed. Hilaboshandarabasandai. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, we know that you feed us here not on a, if I could use this analogy, a high sugar diet that gives us a quick high and a low low, but you've given us some good word. Lord, I pray that Your Word would go with us, in us, manifest through us, to grow us, to strengthen us, so that the faith that You've given us would find even greater expression in the days to come. So Holy Spirit, I pray that what we preach tonight, You would seal this Word, seal it, Holy Spirit, into our hearts that the enemy will not steal it and that we will feast upon it and get all, ruminate on it as those cattle ruminate on that that hay and they get every bit of the nutrition out of it that's needed for them that we would ruminate, meditate on this word Hallelujah and that we would always be mindful we need to be working my faith we need to be working my faith Lord help us, help us I pray to never let the enemy steal this from us ever never not another day of our life in Jesus name amen amen Amen. Amen. hallelujah do you feel equipped to go and conquer go and conquer in